Welcome back to the table where some board geeks sit around and talk about board games. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. Today on the podcast, we are going to jump into the realm of Magic the Gathering and talk about what our thoughts are on the current outlook to the future of the game. Before we get into bashing on Wizards of the Coast, uh, let's talk about the game of the week, Munchkin. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with this game, Munchkin is a Steve Jackson g- card game uh, that turns the typical dungeon crawl experience on its head. Uh, it is a simple competitive card game where you, and I quote, kill the monsters, steal the treasure, and stab your buddy. Uh, it's a race to get to level 10. Uh, the base set is around $25 with a plethora of expansions and skins and alternate versions. Um, so it's like a lot of replayability there. You just pick which ones you add in. Um, I personally, I consider it a party game. You just draw cards and you build your characters mm-hmm. like class race armor mm-hmm. and then okay. get more loot. And, fight and then you walk into one room and die. Yeah. You can fight there's, a level 20 dragon around one. There's so. a 40k version uh, <laughs> back at. Okay. There's a, there's a roll 20, like critical roll. Okay. Uh, real fun. Critical role so back version. at Jordan's, back when it was Jordan's in the bathroom, they had a little poster thing for Munchkin. So it's like, hey, if you wash your hands, you can get plus whatever, and you can go whatever game Munchkins you're going, and you can have somebody smell your hands to verify <laughs> it. <laughs> Moving on from that lighthearted and fun game, let's get into the more aggravating choices Watsi is making. Remember, these are our opinions. We still love the game, and we play it daily. We are simply sharing our thoughts. So who who would like to go first for um, I want to start by saying our perspective of when we started playing the game, because that does change like how you feel about the game for sure. Like, True. So like, it's my understanding that, Brandon, you've been playing the longest. Yes. Uh, how long have you been playing? Oh, my God. 2012 to 2013. So 11 years. 11 years. Um, I started in about 2018, I believe, is when Theros Beyond Death started. That's when I came in, and then Logan. Uh, 2018 was also my first exposure, but then I like played it for a year, never touched it again. Uh, started back on like M20 for the 2020 set. Right. Played that for like two years and never touched it again. <laughs> so you're kind of touch and go. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I've consistently played it more so for like four years now, all through college. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, for me, it was uh, 2018 is when I started collecting. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard, I had heard of it. Kids at school played it and were made fun of it uh, for it. And that's like I had cursory understanding of the game, mm-hmm. um, but that's about it. The kids at high school, by the way, did not teach it well to me. They're like, "Oh, you have all these things." They were the it was at the time period where they put the lands at the front. Yeah, usually before that standardization I never happened. Experienced that that just sounds horrendous. Yes, uh, and so it was very confusing to see the boards. There, I'm like, "Is the mana what's attacking? Like, right. is that your points? Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening?" But anyway. Um, yeah, I've been playing Magic. So as I said, you know, eleven years. Uh, so saying like a lot of what Wizards is doing has not been great. I'm a lovely. I, I'm not happy with a lot. I'm straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing. So like as a 2012. So what set was that? So 20. So it was a core set of 2013. Maybe like right at the tail end of Rav, uh, not Ravnica, Innistrad. So yeah, so I've soon restored in going into twenty core set twenty thirteen. It was like right after my dad, and my grandpa had passed away. Uh, my mom had bought you know bought some cards or something for Christmas. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. And then Perry and I started playing it more and more, and I loved it. I loved you know the deck building. I loved the play. Uh, and I got to a point where I would do I'd play standard. I'd go play the competitive scene we had at our store. Uh, I drafted you know commander. And then right around Kaladesh, they – so they released Kaladesh, which is a Artifacts Matter set. 
and it just completely destroyed the standard format. Right. Energy was a big thing. Energy was a big thing. And right around that time, too, is like you saw the numbers for our standard events dip. Like people just stopped showing up. People stopped coming. Because it was oppressive. Yep. Yeah. It just was unfun. If you if you didn't have the money to buy the standard deck, what was the point of even showing up? Like, because for like several standard sets before that, I played this homebrew whatever I wanted and mm-hmm. did okay. I wasn't winning, like, you know, top eight. But I was going like two and two, right? Out of four rounds, you know, 50% win rate. That's not bad for a homebrew deck, right? Uh, that was the turning point of like standard is expensive now. Yeah, standard went expensive. Standard so, is a luxury. So then what happened is I moved to Commander because I liked Commander. Mm-hmm. But as standard died, all the standard players who were much more competitive had no one. Basically, I like to say they had no one to beat up on, right? They had it was just them competing against themselves. So it wasn't as fun. Yeah, so they they're all competing against each other, and it's all just you know the best of the best. Where it's like you know it's like oh I played against this guy who's a little weaker. I moved up, and it felt like oh I played you know I proved that I got to play at the top eight. Whereas I'm just playing the top eight all the time. Yeah, and that gets annoying. Right. So they all came to commander. And this is, I wouldn't say this is just like my story. I've a lot of, because a lot of the complaints about Commander nowadays is it's too competitive. We have, we have CDH, yeah, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no casual scene anymore. Yep. Yeah. Everything is a power seven, mm. quote unquote. <laughs> Whereas Commander very much used to be Battlecruiser. I, like, I played in the heyday of Battlecruiser. What does the term Battlecruiser mean? So, so Battlecruiser magic, it just means you're playing the big dumb spells that like so nowadays uh, you probably have heard it in commander where somebody goes well, that's too expensive to cast yes that's, that's they battle- say oh it's above the mana right. curve of three it's, you might as well not be yeah. playing and so what that's what battle cruiser is all about was you're playing your you're playing your pet cards you're playing your seven drops your eight drops that don't get play in any other format mm-hmm. and that was back when commander wasn't so fast yes yeah, so that was exactly and that's a whole other discussion um but i would like to move into the Okay, so there was a controversial change, I want to say, in 2021 when they started doing the separation of boosters into all these different so, kinds of boosters. Yep, because you yeah. had the set boosters, draft that's, boosters. That's right around when I started, they started doing the collector, collector boosters. Yeah, the so yeah. there was like all kinds of different boosters. And then later into 2022, they started actually selecting certain boosters to have certain cards. There were certain cards you this. physically could not get in a draft booster, let's say, and were only in set boosters. There were uh, certain cards that were only printed in foil in a collector's booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example of this is uh, the Lord of the Rings set. Remember they reprinted Great Hinge? Yep. And mm-hmm. they gave it the commander tag. So everybody thought it was part of the commander decks. And no, you could only get Great Hinge in the packs that came in the commander decks. Yes. So that yep. meant that you couldn't just buy the packs to hope to draw it. You'd you have would to have buy to buy an entire deck. decks. Mm-hmm. And they only come with two two packs, three it's packs? two cards. Two cards. Two cards. You get two cards. And, and my, I thought it was... Just straight it's up a micro, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a micro pack. pack. And I, they may have also shown up in the collector booster, but yet again, you've got to go buy collector. No, boosters. my understanding is that it was they were, not. They were only, it was in, only in collector's boosters that were within Commander, Commander decks. Yeah, that so. is my understanding. Okay, see, so there the thing yeah. is. Like, but if that's wrong, that's part of the problem, yeah. right? So part of that problem was that no one knew. Mm-hmm. No one knew what was going on. They would buy packs and be upset that they didn't draw the cards. Man, they'd be like, man, I bought like four boxes of some, some yeah. set, and mm-hmm. it's completely and couldn't you had zero percent chance of drawing that card mm-hmm. and you had no way to know that and they were much better yeah. i would say in this um this newest set um the ixalan set a lost mm-hmm. lost caverns of ixalan right yeah. yes um and so on the website when you search the card catalog um because you know how they when the sets fully released they do the card list yeah um like days before pre-release 
Um, they did that, and it actually showed that these are only available in these packs yeah. and these products. Like what they buy. did for the One Ring, right. of where you would be yes. able to pull it. Yes, like you can pull the normal one and any. I just think that they any this one this they did a much better job yeah. this time. However, they're throwing that all back out the window because mm-hmm. they're consolidating it all into a single um the set. Play, now. The play boosters, yes. Yeah. And so, um, the way it used to work is uh, when it came to a set booster, you got more cards per pack, but less variety in those packs. Mm-hmm. Um, a draft would generally be made to be a certain color, so like it'd be a majority black pack, a majority red pack, right. and yeah. stuff like that, which was its own problem in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because then they also had the theme boosters that yes. by which were only one color, color. some occasional duels but, in there. Yeah. Yes. Whereas a, like a draft, it's like it wanted at least one of every color was present, but it could be heavily seated more towards a color to... to you yeah. know, incentivize you to draft in that, right? Or and I, a... I think that's great for the drafting format. Yeah. And they realized that that was not great for collectors. Right. Which right. I don't mind, like, having draft boosters and set boosters. Like, that was fine mm-hmm. to me because it's like, oh, I want more rares. I go get set boosters. For me, it was the separation of card lists. If they had the that's... exact same cards with the same odds, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care. Yep. Because then a set booster would inna- innately be better because I get more rares out of it. Yep. Well, um, the potential for more rares. The potential. Well, no, you always got two rares in a set booster. Mm-hmm. My understanding. One that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then you had a slot for a third that you mm. could get. And whereas in a draft booster, you could get a second rare, but it wasn't always guaranteed. On yeah. top of like you get stuff from the list, which yeah, depending on what they decide on the list, could be really really cool. Or you just get a bunch mm-hmm. of chaff that's like, this is an unplayable from you know Odyssey. Who cares about it? You know? Yeah. So these new play boosters, I've got it here before me. Um, it's gonna have. A chance of four rares is my understanding. It's going to have one to six commons, a list card, or a common. It's going to have um, two or so uncommons, a guaranteed rare slash mythic rare. You're going to have a guaranteed basic land, and then you're going to get a non-foil wild card, a foil wild card, and then you're going to get an add, token, or art card. Um, so... <laughs> I believe it's only 14 cards, was it? How many cards were in this? Oh, an original a draft Yeah, booster? original is 15. Yeah, it's 15. Original 15 for that and 12 for set? Yes. Yeah, but um, since this is replacing the draft boosters, which is why I bring it up, I know it innately has less cards. Yes. yes. Um, so, because they're taking – they're replacing a whole official card with just a token spot. Yes. Yes. And so the problem with that is that means that for a draft environment, you will get – less cards and a draft is already pretty sketchy now mind you it says add token helper or art card which means you might not even use something that's useful because if it's a token yes. i'd be like oh that's cool yeah the, if the it's adds, an ad the, the little literally... helper yeah I'm like, pop out thing yeah. so now um in some of the sets like there was an innistrad set where the helper card was like an alternative game Love that. I think that was very creative. Um, I didn't mind that, but that's not very common. Like, that was just, like, in that set. It was, like, oh, an alternate way to draft. I'm like, well, I've already opened this back, so (laughs) thank you for telling me after I've done this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's – I don't like it personally. I'm not sure what your guys' opinion is of it. uh, I don't like the art cards. They they seemed good in concept. I I love giving recognition to the artists, but then they just made them so – non-collectible see i love them i love running them my main issue is that i wish the back of the card had the cmc no and i wouldn't say that because i don't want it to be a replacement does i see yeah but like a at the very least a cmc Mm -hmm. and then if i memorize what the card does or if i bring a token that shows what it does that's fine the problem is that you've 
while legally you can run them, you also can't practically run them. Yeah. You have to have, yeah. Well, so it comes to my problem with the art cards is they're horizontally orientated. Yes. Yep. Whereas the normal art is all vertically oriented. Because then it becomes, well, some do of the I art tap is. Uh, oh, some of them yeah, are. It, it I've depends. only ever a, seen horizontal. The ones. bulk I feel like is horizontal. Some of them are vertical. See, and that's just that's bothersome to me because like, it's not yeah congruent. Yeah, and then so and then I liked how some of them had the artist's signature on them. Those are cool. That yeah. was pretty cool. But in Those are my in the Ixalan set right now, I've opened some and they don't have the. They just have a gold emboss of the MTG logo. Oh, that's I've never seen that on there before. So instead of adding it the gold signature, they just have a gold emboss now. I, it's like I didn't well, see any with the signature, it, but I saw a few with that. It's like the thing they did for the... This is something that bothered me about the 40K set. Uh, all the artwork is credited to Games Workshop. Not but the not art, the artist? Not the artist themselves. Really? Yeah. I guess because technically they own the rights they, to that art. The, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's rough. They mm-hmm. could go... They could have done done by... for You know, Games Workshop by... Well, it could have been the artist's name... For Games, Games Workshop, GW. To- totally would have been fine with that, right? Yeah. Because uh, this is a problem I have with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh does not credit their artists, mm-hmm. I don't think. Like, I've never seen it on the thing. Uh, going off of your, your Warhammer, your comment, um, I, I want to talk about the universes Universe beyond. beyond. Yeah. Um, I think it's great to be able to see these new cards yeah. and reskinned cards for different like themes that you like. Like, yeah, yeah. if you love Warhammer or you yeah. love Dungeons & Dragons, like, those I think were great. But I feel like after it was right around like the Warhammer set, they started giving them a premium price tag yeah. for yeah. Universe Beyond, which at that point kind of defeats it. And then like most of those cards are so niche, they're just banned in so many formats. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, or they, they just become pure collector items. So I think the Universe Beyond can be broken into two main arguments. Um, one being it doesn't incorporate into the world of magic and the lore of magic very well. Um, uh, so they don't belong. So Warhammer and Doctor Who. Right. And then another being um, they shouldn't be unique cards. They should be arts interpretations of cards that existed like Godzilla was. Yes. Um, I swing both ways for that. Like I, I am on both sides of the both of those arguments because um, for me, I came in and my main like the only major story I experienced was the saga of the Phyrexians, which was the tail end. Mm, yeah. um, and so for me, a hot take or a cold take, depending on who you are, uh, that story sucked. And so I am not very enthralled no, with the world of the, magic. Nobody. I, I never really was, honestly. Like, it's cool to see the different worlds. But to me, it's just Theros is a brand it, they all are similar cards they all have gods like but see for me like seeing like the that. uh the eldrazi storyline mm-hmm. um was just like it seemed so impactful it was it went across multiple generations of planeswalkers and to me that just means devoid colorless yeah so and i get to be kind of funny and experience i have the eldrazi the part of the original frexia the planeswalker war yeah i get i i uh and yeah so it sucks as like they build up the rexians as these really you know big thing it's like oh they're back they're you know figure out they physically can't be touched and then they just killed them all off screen basically and then stripped all the planeswalkers of their spark i'm like neat now i don't care yeah Yeah. um so when it comes to universes beyond bringing them back to topic Mm -hmm. um i really like having because i play magic for fun right yeah 
I play Commander exclusively, basically. If I'm not playing online uh, on Arena, I play Commander. And even on Arena, I usually play now that Historic Brawl is a thing. When I started playing, Historic Brawl of 100 cards was not a thing on Arena. Um, But if I had the choice, I would just play Commander because I like having fun. I like finding cards that work well together but may not be used often. Mm -hmm. I I try not to use cards that are in the top 500 for my Commanders. Um, I do obviously have like Slivers. That one's got like the Cascade Sliver. Top 10 Commanders probably. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so like that one's my guilty pleasure. But um, like I did before – uh, Halar got the tag team card. I did Halar, and Halar was five twenty seven when I made him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think he's lower because they got the new the tag, tag team, team, which does Halar but better because mm-hmm. it's Hol- not kicker yeah. tribal. Yep, Halar and Shalai. 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 Yeah, it's the angel that yep. was uh, Selesnia. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I love them because I I like the idea. So let's look at this Fallout one that's going to come out mm-hmm. months months from now long time from now um they've leaked the photos of it because they're trying to get their q1 projection or their q4 projections up yeah um and i like the topic i don't mind that they're new cards and that they do unique things um because i would just run them because i think death claws are cool or something like that and that's my whole thing i'm like at first it bothered me the universe of beyond really bothered me i'm like you know what no it's people can have fun it's it's like i don't have to like them and i've grown to like enjoy them more mm-hmm. after looking back like the doctor who really rubbed me the wrong way yeah but the, the lord of the rings did it because i'm like lord of the rings fits within still fits thematically um but then watsy's like oh by the way all this universe is beyond at some point we will make in-universe versions of them they say that and i really hope yeah. they never do because i'm like okay well how are you going to rework astartes it's like so are they going to like and necrons because those they made those car- uh card types yeah for the the 40k and it's like so how well and also these like on-brand words yeah that they have uh, my understanding is that those ones will not get copies it's only stuff like the street fighter guys got you so, so we're gonna um, get backgrounds backgrounds from like the D more backgrounds well, well D is an in-universe <laughs> yeah they're treating D as in-universe but it's part of universes beyond it's really okay that yeah yeah that's right? just D is treated as its own plane. It's in universe because it's owned by Watsi. Yes. yes, but it's not in universe in regards to MTG in any sense. Right. It doesn't. It has no right. I, my connection. understanding is that they're going to connect that plane. Okay, that's fine. But I want so, more background. Whereas the 40k is not so. a plane, even yeah. though it's Watsi, it's not a plane that yeah. exists. Yeah. Um, Same with God, but that, well, I heard part. conflicting things about the Doctor Who. I heard the conflicting things that it is a plane and that they are in universe well, Doctor. Arguably, Who. if there's time. <laughs> there can yeah. be a time lord. Yeah, so, so um it's very weird. Yeah. I like I said I like both decisions of that. However, I will say it is thematically heartbreaking to have to just slam a death walk uh, a not death walker, um death claw. Yeah. In the middle of like my squirrels list. Yeah. Like it is very yeah. distracting to be like, oh yeah, and then I've got like a little bog witch, right. my squirrel warden, and a death claw. Yeah. It's very jarring. So I can completely understand mm-hmm. both sides of that art, like well, the universe argument, as well as the fun argument of like, well, I just want to have things. Because yeah. like a great example of the ones that like the Transformers ones. I'm a big Transformers fan, so I should have been the first but I remember talking to you, Ryan, I'm like, I don't like them. They- the, the main problem with the Transformers one is that they don't work together. Right. So there's no yeah, they're, they're made for Commander. You can't put them in the same deck, yeah. I think that's a big Which topic I, think, I would love yeah, to talk about. Commander's a 
a whole different <laughs> well i would like to talk about the idea of made for commander yes, okay. cards um because that's something they've started pushed. doing mm-hmm. they're they pushing put, now um that's the direction a lot of wizard of the coast stuff is going um think about dominaria united mm-hmm. dominaria united um it had a lot of uncommon commanders yeah. that were made for commander yeah. they were made to be the commander of a deck while being a budget choice mm-hmm. they did something that a commander already did a little Slightly worse. worse or a little more restricted. Right. Uh, Lord of the Rings was is released in the modern. I don't know why they decided to make Lord of the Rings a modern set, by the way. But it had the same thing. There's a lot of uncommon legendaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Well, the reason they did is also another a gripe I have. Okay. I want to finish your thought. Uh, and, and it's like, so it was, D&D also did it. Of course, it makes sense of the Baldur's Gate because it was a Commander mm-hmm. Legends. Yeah, uh, so that's commander set. That it's meant sense. to be drafted yeah, that for commander. Uh, but then, you know, and then of course, you know, as I said, Lord of the Rings had a bunch of a bunch. Uh, was there another set that did that? I don't know. That's the only one I can think of. That, but so you know, they just pushed a, and like people said, it's like there's so much made for commander now that it's like the other f- commanders both suffering from the attention and other formats are suffering from the attention commanders getting. Yeah. It was just commander used to be fun because it was what do these cards do in a singleton format? Yep. And whereas now, because they're made for Commander, you know they're going to be good for my Commander yep, deck yep. because it was made to go in this kind of deck. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. So the reason, like, D&D and Lord of the Rings got put in is solely based on the quantity and the type of products they made for it. The Universe Beyonds I like is, like, how they're doing Jurassic World right now, how they yep. did Transformers. Yeah. Where it's its own set, Brothers War, Ixalan, their own thing. They just added... Transformers or robots that fits with the war. That's yeah, like these right. Dinos, sense. Jurassic, that fits. They just themed those in. I liked those. I hated how they did Doctor Who. Uh, I think that was abysmal. Um, I don't think that they were very good decks generally. No. This, I like that they brought Suspend back. I feel like they didn't lean into it enough. Um, no, they did I got not. to play – so I got to play in a pod – the Bant one is just garbage. It is actually bad. Uh, I the uh, dialect one is and really the Cyberman. Cool. Are they in the same one? The dialect Cyberman. Yes. Um, I think that one looks really. That one is fun. very good. Yeah. The Jeskai one's very good, and then I the, the reason, Teamer one is. So, and, so. and the reason I like the the Dalek one is because I think it looks like a fun Dalek deck. Yeah. I don't think it looks like a fun deck. Yeah. I don't think it's very fun to play against. Having played against it, oh, yeah, it was just. Oh, Daleks, that's kind of cool. I, those, yeah. those, look at those little guys. And, yeah. and that's just what I think the universe mm-hmm. is beyond should be. Like when I inevitably buy all four of these Fallout decks, mm-hmm. um, because I have played Fallout since Fallout 1. I am an old man. I loved the original yeah. Fallouts. So it's like, it's, to me, it's seeing a Fallout in my favorite card game hypes me up right you know, i'm super excited whereas like the 40k i could not care less yeah. and i feel like that's horrible for products to be like oh this set we have no idea how well it's going to sell because we don't know how many people have a cross diet like, like what's our cross promotion like? yeah because yeah. i severely doubt that you're gonna have people come into a niche game like magic from a game like 40k that literally has nothing to do with cards that literally has little to do it, with chance it's, it's that one thing of like there's the people I know quite a few people who play Magic and 40k, but as as in the same I mean, lot, I'd, of, I'd wager I, like it's owned by Watsy. Fair bet that there's overlap in the nerddom of like geeks liking D and D and D&D makes and sense. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, a Warhammer. I'm willing to die on the hill. Well, Warhammer's because a Games Workshop. It has no. It's not tied to Watsy whatsoever. They just own it. Oh, they just okay. Um, they just work, they collaborated for okay. The, yeah. Uh, so my thing about like 
so Lord of the Rings, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a fantasy game, yeah. fantasy story. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to 40K, the games are so drastically different. Even the off-brand yeah. games are nowhere near oh, what yeah, Magic I can, is. I can tell you. Um, this baseball secret layer. No one. I hated no that one. one. No one. I, mm-hmm. No way. Uh, which is weird. Waste of time. I heard people like, oh, I know some a few people were like, oh, I loved it. It was so amazing. I'm like, wh- why? And the thing I, I hate mean, I about that. I think the that, point of Secret Lair was to be niche. It, yeah. Secret Lair is solely a collector's item. Yeah, because it's so made it to order. it then makes it collectible to those who like Magic and Baseball or those who like Baseball or those who just want the collectible cards. Right. On the topic of the Secret Lairs, I think they're making too many of them. Yep. There's too many secret layers to keep up with. They're, I don't think they it they used are very to be what a drop a year. Yeah, two now drops. Like, a year? I think it was two drops a year. Now it's a drop, two drops a quarter almost. It's you know insane. Because what stinks about that is there's one I really actually wanted to get. It was the Frank Frazetta art, and the reason for that is my dad, my grandpa had Frank Frazetta books. Mm-hmm. I grew up like looking at that art. That was a very important part of like my art and my childhood. Too expensive, and it, it not just that, but they're gone. Oh, it's like, yeah. Because yeah. it's very limited Because supply. it's limited. So I'm like, cool. I but get why ch- do that? It was made to be mm-hmm. made to order. So why have a limited supply? And it's just because they want to have artificial rarity. Yep. Scarcity. So th- this brings me, helps me bring up another topic I want to address, which also will lead into your uh, made for commander talk you wanted. Yeah. Um, I don't like how their products have changed. So when I came in, it was M20. Right. The deck builders toolkit was my favorite thing. Cause I, I had no cards. That was the last year, wasn't and, it? Yeah. And the fact that I could just buy a box and get all of the staples that, you need. that people needed in addition to four random packs. Yep. Or semi-random. It would give like you standard like legal most packs. of the comms and uncommons from that set. And the staple rares, like you got the Shiv and Dragon. Yeah, you got uh, like, it's like, hey, here's the, like, I forget what they call them. They, they basically, like, the, the pack rares, like, of, uh, this is what they put in their, like, intro decks, like the mm-hmm. starter decks, right? As the idea. See, for me, it was the Core 19. I did that same thing. And I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I loved those. Yep. And then, like, yeah, if I wanted some more RNG or just expand, you'd buy a fat pack. Yep. Um, They pulled some cards out, decreased it made them bundles yep um and now there's no real way to get staples at all unless you're buying a there's no way to collection build just because so um when i started collecting um in theros there was colored boosters okay yep you and, buy it, and it would give you like most it, of the comments it, it was the comments and uncommon boosters well they're not quite the same and however. they're not for every set either no yeah and so i started um uh, a gentleman by the name of quentin um, oh, I know Quentin. You know yeah. Quentin. I know Q. Good old Q. He had bought a vampire list uh, because he wanted a few rares from it for another list that he was already had built. Right. And so because I was interested in the game, he gave me that like $50 list. I guess it would have been less back then. That's another thing that changed because oh. I'm pretty sure that was a four set, Come which in. meant that they would be 25 to $30. You know, it, it depends. Yeah. Uh, um, that that made yeah. someone okay. will have to. Check me on that. But um, that vampire list, uh, he gave to me and filled in those slots with like lands or something and let me have that list. Uh, I have since disassembled that list for my other Rakdos deck that I have now to have the lands and some rares from it. But this list, like I had this list. I was like, I want to fix this deck. I'm rambling. And I bought the red and black of those colored boosters. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and I just found some rares and some commons. I was like, oh, this will help me draw cards. This will help me remove things. Yeah. And it let me get what I needed to make that deck just slightly better without me having a knowledge of the game. Because yeah. I knew that my deck was black and red. I can go buy a black and red booster and just get the colors I wanted. Yeah. I didn't have to pull sets and go like, oh, I didn't pull any black cards I liked. Mm-hmm. Whereas now in my point of the collection, I buy boosters because it's like I have decks of every mm-hmm. color. This could theoretically go in any one of my decks. Yeah. It's hard when you're starting. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's it's honestly it's almost impossible. Like uh, like I had massive collections of just random cards, right? Um, but that was from buying a lot of different packs and yeah. how much of it I'm using like yeah 90 percent of it not using it's just easier now to buy singles yes so, and the way wizards is taking it with the way they're going to change up their booster packs well, and make i these only buy singles super now. premium yeah sets. i only buy I yeah there's, there's no real reason like i'll buy the the bundle for the dice and the, i buy it to put on my show you know yeah like the the box i'm part stuff. of the problem well for me it's uh commander used to be the big like commander came out once a year yep yep and that used to be the big thing like oh what are the commander decks gonna be and they were they were huge like when i was getting into commander i was looking I was like oh my god all these decks are like three hundred dollars and they were yeah, generally they're good, good they were yeah. good value right and now we get i remember okay fondest <laughs> magic like store memory yeah um someone had tore open the box of the uh chiroclasm deck um it's a jeskai list and so walmart had it for like 30 oh, bucks yes, or something. I know this one. And I was like, eh, I don't really know what cards are in here. I'll buy it for 30 bucks. Yeah. And it had everything in it. And one of those cards is like a $45, $50 yeah. monkey. Yep. <laughs> and so it's just in my binders now. Yep. Insane. And that's but insane. it's not like that anymore. And Commander used to it would be the yep. big event of the year. It's like, oh, what are Commander decks Also the oversized promo cards, which I love. Yeah, and I love. Yeah, and the so boxes are so fun. Yeah. Uh, we the- recently cracked open because I had sealed uh, M20 all five m20 decks Um, i bought them yeah yeah, i bought them in a bundle on amazon for 180 dollars and i got all five of them and and we opened them recently because i had originally intended on keeping them sealed so we could just do a a five player pod of just these decks yeah and i sat down i'm looking at the card list and i go these decks aren't fun anymore yep this isn't what Commander is anymore. Yep. So now Brandon and I have started tearing these decks apart to have fun with them. Because if Please. we ran those in anything that wasn't a sealed pod mm-hmm. of like these precons, they would they not get run. swept. Yep. Yep. And that was just three years ago. Yeah. And now it's gotten so much worse. You buy a precon, if it's not one of the premium universes beyond precons, it's you have a rough time. Which and that's the thing is precons used to be okay. Like you could buy it. Take it yourself. You wouldn't do great, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. get completely yeah, awful stuff. That, that's how. That's where I got started. I was buying precons in the well, deck builders toolkits, and then they had a few that were great value, like the elves one for twenty bucks. I was like, that was. A I great will say deck. they do. It's a hit and miss lately because they had a Nia one and New Cap that I have three copies of, right? Because the lands in it were actually good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's I bought the a biggest copies thing. of the the Jared one, five color, just yes. for the staple lands and domain. Yeah, uh, I bought so. Elves because I wanted an elves deck. That one was I great. I also bought the elf one. I from, bought the zombie one. Kaldine. But how many decks are in between those ones we just listed? A lot. That just bombed. Oh yeah, I didn't buy anything from Zendikar. Oh, no, I did. I bought the rogues deck. From well, Zendikar. and how many from these sets that we didn't pick that bombed? Yeah, like yeah. the the elf deck from it was Kaldheim, right? Yeah. Kaldheim. 
That one amazing. And yeah, all the, the elf staples are the four tell spirits deck. Yeah, it was horrible. I, awful. <laughs> I bought them both. I'm like, this this ghost deck doesn't do jack. Can you make them work? Yes. You can always get singles off the single market yeah. and make them work. The problem I have is that the commander decks that they push so hard in these new sets have no congruence to what's happening within the set mm-hmm. boosters themselves. Yep. That it's, it's very hard to pull things. Yeah. Uh, so for my birthday, I was gifted the auras list from yes, um, insanely overpowered somehow. <laughs> well, it's overpowered because I pulled cards yeah. from my collection. Yeah. Um, I turned a $45 deck into like a $140 deck because I had cards in my collection that I was not using. I was like, oh, I should take these out of yep. my binder. Mm-hmm. They should see play. Um, but if I were to run that $45 list, it was fine. It had some great staples in it. Land was trash. There was no ramp. Not There was like three ramp cards when traditionally I have like 15. Yep. There was no soul ring don't know what that's about <laughs> yeah that's it, it's stuff like that that Wait, i'm there's like there's not a soul ring in that no, no. They're, they're pulling that from a lot of new commander decks they're not putting and then i didn't have a soul ring on hand so yeah, I just they're, didn't they're put it in. pulling away the ramp out of i can double decks. check that that's but sick. i'm so i always put soul ring in and, so you know, people complain oh soul ring fast man i'm like that leads to my problem with like how the rules committee runs things and everybody's like oh they're just doing a ban list what i would suggest and i've talked about with his people is just run a point system and set and how what i mean by that so like so there's a format called canadian highlander and it's just a single i was incorrect it does have a soul ring okay uh but it's a single there are some that don't though uh it's a singleton format right of 100 cards right and but it's like more legacy than commander right and how they do that is like everything is legal, but they give you have like 10 points you're allowed and cards are pointed. So if like you want to run Black Lotus, so that's like five points. Uh, and I would love I like that. That's a lot better because then it's like you don't have to worry about things being super. Because then like you could put like a, an eight count on. um. But by doing Blightsteel Colossus. Yeah. But by doing that, it's like, cool. Now you don't have the points for Soul Ring and Mana Vault and Sylvan yeah. Library. Um, right? If I may, for this pre-con, it has. Two pieces of spot removal. Is this the aura one? Yes. Okay. Two. One Ooh. board wipe. Okay. One draw effect that is not stapled onto like a creature. one board wipe is, is okay. It's okay, but it's a conditional board wipe. Okay, it's three so, or less or four or more. Okay, so that's no. Yeah, you want it to be unconditional. Um, it's So it has one copy of Riskar's Expertise, a goaded card in this list. Great card. But the problem is if you're not drawing cards consistently enough – how are you going to get to your risk guards expertise? Yeah. Um, it's ramp is soul ring and arcane signet. Oh, it has no actual like cultivate or rampant growth. Nope. I mean, those um, are two standards, but they're pretty much just rocks. I'm like, going to look. Yeah, they go in every day. They're just fancy rocks. It has a few like fertile ground effects where it's an enchantment, which makes sense. It's an aura. Oh, it like doubles your land. Um, but okay. not a lot. Um, and then it has 40 lands. That's which I understand mathematically is what wizards like to the, push. Yeah, I thought the standard was like thirty to thirty-five, depending. Yes. It, so it, when players it really build the depends list, on your list. But that's yeah. the problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wizards of the Coast is so disconnected in these pre-cons. They're adding these additional. Lands I mean, yeah, when you even of... look at the premium, they say it's not premium, but the premium Commander Master set, and you look at those pre-con mm. decks. Oh yeah, they are not out of the box ready, in my opinion. No, for no, the no. price that I don't you think are almost paying. any of their pre-cons are not anymore. No. Like the elf one, probably one of the last out of the box ready. And that's just because tribal is. I mean, tribal. the D&D ones, it. I the first thing I thought was this would be great to tear apart. Yep. And I shouldn't be thinking that. I should be looking at a deck and saying this would be a fun deck to build 
up. The mm-hmm. zombie one from Innistrad was okay mm-hmm. out of the box, but I already had a zombie's deck, so I wound up scrapping yeah. it for a lot of pieces. Uh, that's generally just what I used to decks for. So they print one in a we theme or a color. I like. No, we didn't. We, we had a whole set about, about werewolves, werewolves and then a whole set about vampires. <laughs> and, and we got two vampire decks. I want to do that because they didn't want to include the flip cards. Uh, that's it, true. They, because the idea, they're like, well, pre-cons are made like newer players coming to the format. We don't want to do that to a newer I player. guess that's true. But it's aggravating because it's they just hit – they missed the mark more than they hit the mark yeah, recently. Yep. And I think that's what every player has been kind of feeling. There's moments of like, oh, that was fun, like the the Jurassic Parks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I like the Jurassic Park cards, but there's aspects to them that I'm like, this card does not match either the identity of the character in the movie. Talking about you, secret lair Jurassic Park. <laughs> or, yeah, we can go into that. Or in is, a Jurassic, is a Jurassic World a secret lair? It's, it's, it's I think it's Jurassic Park secret lair is what Jurassic it's called. Park. Um, well, you've got that. And then it either it doesn't fit the, the flavor of the person. Right. Or it doesn't fit the flavor of the colors of that they associated to it. Yep. Well, like, so Ian Malcolm's a great example of that. They made a version of Ian Malcolm that's red-blue because he, he's a chaos dictation. I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect. that's worse. For the secret lair, they made him Tassiger. Tasker is a mono-black commander with a green-blue activated ability. Why? I know that one. Because he has a sexy pose in the movie. And Tassiger's art was him doing, like, a, like... <sighs> shirtless pose and it's like that doesn't make sense it's like okay you're doing it for the art thing and that's but you can I just mean, make new that art that is an appeal like it's funny it's the gifts I'm giving kind of scenario yeah I'm like yeah. it's okay it's funny but still I'm like he, he doesn't fit like the art I, I get like oh cool that's that fits like it's the art that's what you're trying to go for but it is that weird duality for me i'm like yeah it doesn't fit um, the character but it fits the art i want you to elaborate on this jurassic park scenario okay so so in this jurassic park they included iconic characters from the movies one of them being the spinosaurus and the other being the tyrannus the tyrannosaurus rex, the the tyrannosaurus rex. Mm-hmm. two of the cards they included were regisaur alpha who is a t-rex and Itali, the primal storm, who is a Spinosaurus. They made the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park a Regisaur Alpha, which is a T-Rex. And they made the Tyrannosaurus Rex Itali, who's a Spinosaurus. It's like, and I want to reiterate there. They swapped the species yep. of and established characters. The species. They did both species. Yep. And instead of matching, they just flipped yep. them. And it... And there's no reason for that because oh. there's no thematic reason why the T-Rex is – oh, get free stuff. Yeah. And there's no reason why the other guy is – what was that? Registrar Alpha I think is just a lord. So it's like what does the Spinosaurus do as a lord effect in any of those movies? Yeah. He's, right. an al- he's a solo hunter. Which makes sense had you made the T-Rex a lord. He's the show – or, you know, there's Gishath. There's a comma. Yeah. There's Galta. There's the uh, – it's, it's like – uh, like four green green. It's from a Modern Horizon set. I don't remember its name. It's I like mean, you can even the just Tempest do the the, Stormer. the non-legendary ones if you don't want them to be the commander. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but so I will say some there. of that stuff bothers me. Like when we got the Ultimus Prime Megatron and they weren't legendaries, so yeah. I can't run those yeah. ones. Yep. That one did bother Rule me. zero situation. Yeah. Yep. That one bothered me because I couldn't run them as commander. Yep. But I'm going to be real. I don't know if I'm going to run the T-Rex from Jurassic Park specifically <laughs> well, as my commander. The thing is, like, it's not – it's just – the T-Rex. It's not like a named thing. That's also bothers yeah. me. It's like, why yeah. do you make it a legendary? It's, like, it's just a T-Rex. It just, yeah. It, I get like it shows up throughout the movies. It, 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 and they could have named it something different. They could have named it like T-Rex Alpha. They or, could have, or they could have even done like just the Indominus Rex. Yeah. Like one of the named Which, like But they have that. That's the problem. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, yet again, just problem stacking on problems. And then mm-hmm. you get stuff. They do things like the anniversary. Do you remember the anniversary? Uh, the 30th yeah. anniversary? The 30th anniversary fiasco. Yeah. I try to get that out of my mind, but yeah, I, I know that. Um, and the whole fiasco. And like everybody said, alpha, it's, is the alpha packs? Yeah. They're, they're alpha and beta cards. And everybody's like, wow, you could have just, you know, made them available to the public and it would have been great. But no, you made them like almost $1,000 for yeah. four packs. It doesn't even guarantee you everything. Yeah. The the milking of when sets pop off, like Lord of the Rings saw sales because mm-hmm. of the one ring. Yep. And then they did the I normal say, one. They did the collector edition. They did the holiday edition. Yes. For what? Like, why do they need to keep adding on all these? And does anyone the care? Sets? Is anyone going to buy these? Nope. Um, I'm glad Post Malone has it, though. Of anyone yes. that has that one ring, I'm glad it's Post Malone. Yeah. Uh, like him or hate him, uh, he actually genuinely cares, cares mm-hmm. about his cards, and he gets genuinely he, excited he to talk about the, them. The one ring as a token, since it's slab, he just dry races <laughs> on it. Yeah, and well, it's not going to damage the card, and to him, that's funny. <laughs> that's right? great. Yeah, well, that's what he does. The thing is, he paid the guy who actually opened it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he paid him what it's worth. That's he, they. They flew him out and they met yeah the whole big thing like yeah but. um but i'm glad he has it because like i hate these scalpers and oh, stuff yeah. like that that get cards they genuinely don't care about it yeah and they, they sit on them until they're valuable they just yep. buy them up to to sell them <laughs> but and that's and that just leads into it's what's he he's making these uh one of the things i know this is a little weird for like newer players to older players uh there's a thing called the reserve list i don't know if you know yeah, what the reserve okay okay is. sometimes people are like i have no idea what that is um they just said hey because alpha and beta were so collectible we'll never reprint those cards and then they started reprinting those cards and then they kind of got so soul ring was on that list yes yeah and they kind of got around it with some because it's in an ancillary set oh i'm so sorry it's time to paint it's time to paint I'm everyone not. it's time to paint every time um and a, a lot of the community is called just remove the reserve list yeah. and once he goes well we won't because we'll get in trouble it's like no do it i would be perfectly remove any fine of the, the list with yeah. a reserve list being in say a commander set something yeah. that's not supposed to be in standard because yeah. i understand that that stuff will break standard i fully understand yeah. that and, um, and if it's what, in a commander list i don't believe it's modern or just legal. reprint it no, and put it on it, a ban list super sad. like uh, if it's gonna break standard put it on a ban list but they don't ban cards on release they ban them three months after they've sold so put it on like shield put it put a reserve card list on the ban list and then reprint it or you know what you do what you've been because the like the transformers cards were not legal in standard play yes that's correct so you just treat them it's like uh, it's like a, the specialty set yeah guess what our specialty set is you could open anything from alpha yeah yeah. You know, you know, which ma- you know, you know which how many sell? things I would want from uh, Knights of Arabian Nights? Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't that strong, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot but of, because no, a lot they're on that list, they don't get reprinted. Gray, so they're like $2,000. Gray Ogre does not need to be on that list. Simple as. Gray Ogre is a – it's a 2-2 two, two for 4 or 3. It's a terrible card. Mm-hmm. But it's on the list because it was printed in alpha. Yeah. And it's like nobody's – There's like lands I want from that um, – Knights, you just said yeah. Arabian Knights. Yes, there's lands that I want from that. There's horrible legends. They're not legends because I wasn't that. Oh, list. that's right. Yep. We but don't. there's like horrible like people who have been retconned to be legends. Yep. And I want them in like commanders list where legends matter, but I can't have them because they're like yep. four hundred dollars. Uh, legends, I think, is included in. The, yeah, it's just they've put so many things on there. I'm like neat. I have n- so the average player can't get access to them, and a lot of them aren't. And they're so collectible that yep. you don't run them. Yep. You don't play them. Yep. 
So then why have them at all like, if it's not going to help the game? Come on. The dual lands don't need to be $700 a piece. Nope. But guess what? If you still printed it, they'd still be $700 a piece. You want to know why? Because, oh, I have an original alpha dual, not the reprint dual. Yeah, right. Because it's white border, black border still, it's isn't it? It's yep. the Gen 1 Charizard scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. that. I mean, so talking about like piling on, the the list of new abilities – I don't think every set needs a new ability or a new. I agree. You know, we thing. we used to get it used to be a really big thing of like, oh, they brought him ability bat and kind of would be really excited. Like, oh, that's a cool like flashback. Yeah, flashback yeah. hadn't been seen since. Yeah, they could they could cycle through their list of like thirty big niche abilities uh-huh. regularly instead of making new ones. Bring back banding. <laughs> yes, I mean, because like, what with the uh, Eldraine one? There's like. 12 different effects you have like curse hero yeah you don't need all that and that's all wildly unnecessary and somewhat broken as we can see with the aura deck (laughs) well it it gets to that thing i don't know why y'all are so salty (laughs) i I win a few games i had i was playing a loro it just didn't draw any removal at all (laughs) like oh my god brandon and i had a game before this and he was stuck on two land and i felt so bad uh, yeah because i made the poor choice of fetching or you made the poor choice of going up from 24 lands thinking that you would draw land yeah i know that's i'm telling you sliver says 24 lands and i win every time no Slivers list I, I played against you? 24 lines. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> Slivers also pumps a lot of cards out, so yep. it's kind of like drawing. Hey, man. It, it just, it's a thing of like... Watsy makes these choices, and now it's only about money, which I don't mind. You are mm-hmm. a company, make profit, but mm. before beforehand, debatably, they're not even really making money because yeah. no one's buying their stuff. Yeah, because they keep making like worse and worse sets, more and more premium products that only collectors yep. are buying. And if players aren't wanting these cards anymore, collectors aren't selling those cards, and then yep. they stop buying as much. It's a yeah. vicious cycle. That's why I was saying, like, if they're even selling anymore, yep. you know, I'm certain that their stocks have tanked because they're not meeting mm-hmm. their sales margins. I mean, and I think a big part of that is that you'll have sets like Lord of the Rings that sells extremely well. And then you'll have sets that sell nothing. Well, like we know why Lord of the Rings sold well. One premium ring. million dollar card. They just made a lottery. Yep. And that got people to buy. Gambling to makes money. <laughs> I would so have I mean, never like, look, the, the Ixalan sets still are pretty much MSRP. They haven't been scalped up or anything. And there's some good dino reprints in there yeah. worth money. Yeah. And nobody's scalping it because they know people aren't going to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, generally, I think most of the community is unhappy with the direction mm-hmm. of Wizards of the Coast. Um, I don't know. It, I play the game, yeah. but I play the game with people I know. It's Same. so hard to play with people I don't know because the power curve's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what cards are going to run. I don't know how expensive their decks are. Yep. And that sometimes matters. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's hard to bring a hundred dollar deck in when they have a six hundred dollar. Yes. Yep. And like slabbed that, lands because they're all worth thousand bucks. Yep. It, it's just it's hard because it feels like no one. There's no community anymore. Yep. There's no tournaments. There's no like standard um, play. It, in my no opinion, one cares. the way uh, Watsi is heading with, with Magic, it's just going to be sealed events. You're either going to yeah. go for a sealed draft at your local shop yep. or you're going to play constructed decks with your friends that are all balanced to each other. Because um, like uh, Ryan and I are talking about this. Perry, my brother and I and one of my friends, uh, Tyler, we used to watch the Pro Tour, which was the uh, competitive like – professional scene and um and we loved it like we talk about it like it was like sports right you know it's like 
you know, it's like, oh, did you see this person was at like pro tour Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Did you see the deck they ran? And be like, and you believe they used this strategy? Yeah, it's like, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought. And now I'm just like, I'm like, I don't I, know. I, whoever I, gets manicured first, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I've literally not watched a single because, like, even I go back and like I'll watch video documentaries on. Old, the yeah. old magic plays mm-hmm. where they're like this dude got a remarkable top deck and everyone was super excited yep. no one cares anymore yep oh you played shieldred and sat and did removal for 14 turns till well, i died it's also the thing wow you're so good at the game they went from calling them grand prix and pro tours so they had to their magic fests mm-hmm. so it's like who cares oh, and real quick the cards they used to give out to judges where they were really good exclusive <laughs> uh, yeah now they gave out lands <laughs> well, no it's, premium it's, lands it's even worse they just ended their partnership with the judge program altogether yeah there's yeah. no more official judges there's Which, no reward for being we were talking judge. to a judge at the store i'm like ask him how he how's it how's it affecting he's like well they can't what it makes it hard for is stores to get official judges because people can just go I'm a judge without any of the official yep. like Dill saying they are Yeah, that was something way back when I wanted to be a judge I wanted to be part of that program because that's giving back to my community mm-hmm. and now you can't yeah now it's all going downhill uh, I think we've we've bashed on Watsy enough I yeah mean, I think general consensus is it's all going downhill but well whether you agree with us or not we would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Board Geeks Board Games. If you're new to the table, be sure to check out our previous episodes and catch our future episodes every Friday.